All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Oilers Nation After Dark begins now. They say a hungry dog runs faster, and boy, oh boy, with the Chicago Blackhawks running tonight for a roster of pups or nobodies, whatever you want to call them. I sure had to sit up and take notice tonight. Fortunately for the Oilers, we did walk out of the United Center with a W tonight, but yeesh, that thing was ugly out there tonight, people. I honestly don't know if the Hawks necessarily outplayed the Edmonton Oilers. They absolutely outworked and out-hustled the Oilers. But, as you know, they don't ask how. They just ask how many. And we got the dub. Hello. Thank you for joining me on Oilers Nation After Dark. That, uh, That game sure was something. I haven't gotten that mad in quite some time. You see Zach on your screen here says, that win was ugly. I know producer Pat just said he spent the whole game standing up. That one was weird from start to finish. Kind of came out flat. Matthias Eckholm in the intermission said they weren't bringing their A-plus effort tonight and that it had to change. I don't even know if it did change, but we walked out of there with a W. So thank you for joining me tonight. As you know, two eight-game heaters solves all your problems. We made these shirts months ago, Pat. Can we blow them up? There they are. We're not just one eight-game heater away. We've got two eight-game heaters, people, and these shirts will actually be live on nationgear.ca once again. Get them while they're hot, people. And uh, they're quite the niche t-shirt, so you can show off to your friends how, how much you tune into Oilers Nation. Speaking of Oilers Nation, let's bring them in. The one, the only, the bagged milk. BM, we were just talking before we went live there for a couple minutes. I don't even know how to like classify what that game was tonight, but we got a W, so that's good. 
It was awful. That was just a really bad hockey game by the Edmonton Oilers. It was one of those ones where today on Oilers Nation Radio, fresh episode of the podcast is out now. We were talking about it that this was a game where the Oilers probably should stomp the Blackhawks into the ground. It was basically the AHL roster up with the Blackhawks. Everybody heard or read or saw about the injuries. The Oilers apparently did too, because they were clearly looking ahead at Detroit because this one was, man, they were just, they were not having it tonight. They just didn't have, well, they didn't have any urgency. They couldn't connect on passes. They couldn't get anything done specifically on in the offensive side. They were sloppy on the defensive side. So we're talking about an eight straight win and really all that matters. But I got to say, I feel lucky to have it. And to say that against the Chicago Blackhawks is just, it's not a great feeling. So it's a very like, uh, it's a bittersweet win. You take it, you collect the two points, you get on the plane, you move on and you forget this one ever happened. I think that's the only approach to a game like that. I said, you don't even shower. You get on that plane immediately and you go fly out to Detroit have a beer on the way, completely forget everything that went down there tonight. Uh, you look at the shot department, man. It was absolutely insane. You pointed out the Oilers in the second period, four shots. The Oilers in the third period, three shots, and still somehow <laughs> managed to win that game with a grand total of 15 shots on goal. The Blackhawks had 26. I can't remember the last time I saw the Edmonton Oilers shoot that little. It just wasn't their night, which is why, once again, you have to be thrilled. You got to be happy. You're not going to always have it for the full 82. I figured against this borderline AHL squad, you might be able to put a couple goals in. We talked about before on pregaming that if you lost this game, what would be worse, this one or the San Jose Sharks one? I'm happy we don't have to live in that reality, but it was pretty touch and go there for a minute, bag milk. I was pretty broken. Man, it was bad. It was just in Chicago, like as the game went on, they were just buzzing and they were all over the Oilers in the offensive zone. And you just look like, what's going on right now? Like what's happening? It's been, I feel like, I feel like I've been transported back to 2013 or 2014 or something like that, where just they were awful and Chicago was so good. And it was a frustrating game to watch. It really was. And I know Pat Puff was, he was talking about before we started recording, he was pacing around the house and I, and I get it because it was one of those games where it's just, you, you couldn't relax in a game like that because the Oilers, while they technically scored four goals, they only got credit for two shout out to Zach Hyman, you know, getting a couple called off for old time's sake. But because those two goals got called off, this game was so much tighter than it should have been. And because the owners only had 15 shots on net, this game was so much closer than it should have been. And I'm looking at the NHL recap right now. It has the Oilers listed with five giveaways. I feel like they had five giveaways in the first half of the first period. So I don't even know what to say other than I'm grateful for a win. I'm grateful for the eight game but I don't know how we got here. It, it didn't look like we were going to get there, but they did. But thankfully the Oilers won with their D game. And sometimes you just take the points. You, you take the money and run. You take the money and run. I guess I should say thank you to whoever's keeping that giveaway stat in Chicago. That one also confuses me. And then you mentioned it, Zach Hyman tonight, Zach's back baby, because they're getting disallowed left, right and center. You just, you had to laugh. We'll get into it about, why to not challenge that first one? I was very confused. Oh, don't worry. The second disallowed one was arguably more confusing. 
I saw that photo of Kel McCarr on offsides. I went on Twitter immediately and I just saw it over and over and over. And it was like horrible war flashbacks coming back to me. It went to a dark place. I don't like that. I don't know what anything is in the NHL with calls. I didn't even try and speculate when that was going down. Once again, incredibly frustrating. I'm loving everybody here inside the Booster Juice YouTube chat. Once again, we are now partnering with Booster Juice for the Jasper Pond Hockey Tournament, January 19th to the 21st. Special shout out to our friends at Tourism Jasper. And it's presented by Booster Juice. Space is very limited for the tournament, so go check it out immediately. There's lots of information. Tournament will be held at the Fairmont Jasper Park Lodge. That's awesome. That's so dope. That's so unreal. Nation Network will be there. They'll have a team. I believe the Flames Nation have a team. There's also going to be a Battle of Alberta going down on Saturday night. So you can hang out with the ON crew. Get that one going. Powered by Booster Juice. Visit a location today to refuel, refresh, and re-energize. Download their new Booster Rewards app to earn, order, and enjoy. Bag milk. I've been asking everyone, what's your go-to booster juice? I got two, man, and I was I was hoping you were going to ask this because I, it depends on the di- it depends on the day, it depends on the mood, it depends on the flavor I'm feeling in my soul, you know. But it's either a mango hurricane, legit love mango, feel like there's a lot of vitamins in there. Uh, the second one is a strawberry sunshine. Both of those I feel like are elite smoothies at Booster Juice. Would happy to have one any day of the week. I am also a strawberry sunshine guy. I know Ty is. That's like the elite. That's the goat of the Booster Juice flavors. But okay, let's move along here. I see in the YouTube chat, all of you, I love and appreciate every one of you. Please like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel. All kinds of content. We got another watch party going down on Thursday as well. So those ones are always so much fun. 5 p.m. starts against the Detroit Red Wings. But we're talking about tonight. So then I can quickly flip the page after we're done here and block this one from my memory. So let's get into the Greta scoring summary brought to you, of course, by Greta Bar Yeg. It's the spot to watch a game in Edmonton. It's the spot to get a drink in Edmonton, in my opinion. It's the best place. It's so much fun. Great street food, great drinks. Go check out Greta. It doesn't even have to be game day. Do it any day of the week. So it happened again, Bag Milk, where the last time we played the Blackhawks, we allowed them to get the first goal. Uh This one, maybe not as nice as Connor Bedard's goal, but it was pretty damn sweet from Jason Dickinson. He was able to win a battle. I believe it was Hyman and CeCe. Takes the puck, toe drags. I had a moment to rub my eyes and go, who is that? Oh, that's Jason Dickinson. Sorry, Darnell, you played it good, but what can you do? Snipes over top of Stuart Skinner. Stu was dialed in early we'll get to him as we progress that goal though that's pretty nice you got to give props where props are due without bedard dickinson is the leading goal scorer on the blackhawks so maybe he's working up his trade value all i can see on that when when i see the replay and i'm just watching it as you're talking all i can see is darnell nurse sliding into the corner that's all i see like the move sure but look there he goes see ya and i like (laughs) drives me nuts that it's very Chris Russell Chris Russell ish Zamboni play that I did just always drives me nuts drives me nuts these ones it's just when they go in like that that is a tough look for Daryl you know I think you've been playing some fantastic hockey nursey but that one maybe not not on yeah, that. get that one off my screen I don't want to keep looking it's got <laughs> it's like, the, the hashtag yeah. nurse for Norris has a little slowed down a little bit lately but Darnell you're having a great year I can easily forgive that one. That was just a 
It was and it was tough, right? Because it was CC and Hyman ran into each other at the blue line. Dickinson just kind of right place, right time. And that was the only goal, I believe, right in the first period. Oh no, sorry, no, there was a second one because it was Leon Dreisaitl who quickly answered back. Darnell makes up for whatever play you want to make there. He gets a great pass up to Ryan McLeod, who goes down the left side. Perfect feed over to Leon Dreisaitl. Leon's body control and the things he's able to do as you get a great look at it right here. It's a little whoop, little sauce pass. Leon forehand. He's able to tuck it on home. These two right now, Ryan McLeod and Leon Dreisaitl, I thought McLeod had a pretty good game, at least for the first half of the game, I'll say. I was noticing he was buzzing all over the place. But this is the chemistry that I can't get enough with these two right now. I played a clip on pre-gaming where Ryan McLeod was on the Jason Greger show, and he just mentioned the simplicity of playing with Leon. Go get puck. Retrieve puck to Leon. Leon, do good things. That one was a little bit harder than that, but great work from McLeod. Great, great work from those two. Bag milk. What can you say? Yeah, Ryan McLeod. I think I think that's an interesting point. He just you know me go fast, me get puck, me give to Leon. That's all you need to know. It's very very simple to play next to Leon Drysaddle. It seems like. But another thing I like to see is Leon Drysaddle scoring all kinds of different goals lately. He's got seven goals in his last ten games. The big man is on fire right now. It's weird to think that earlier in the season we were going, oh, he's only on pace for like 95 points. What's going on with this guy? But then again, seven goals in his last 10. So one thing that I notice on that is he's just finding different ways to score goals right now. There's been some nice goals from his office in the circle on the power play recently. They had some from impossible angles near the goal line. Some nice ones off the backhand. And then you got one like this where, you know, he had to be a little bit nimble with the stick and he's finding ways to put it in. So having Leon heat up in the back half of this season is a huge win for the Oilers. Big goal for him. Keeps the hot streak alive. Yeah, it does. Kennedy says it right there. He's an all-star. Be sure to go to NHL.com. Go get your all-star votes in. And you can vote for another guy. Leads me in here to the first of Zachary Hyman's disallowed goals. It has, we have been a little bit blessed so far this year, Bags Milk, because of the 25 he does have. Were any disallowed so far this season? Let me know in the Booster Juice chat. I couldn't really find one in my head, but then, of course, he makes up for lost time. The first one's disallowed. I was very confused why the Edmonton Oilers didn't challenge this one. I didn't get too many looks at it, but it was a point shot from up top. I believe it was Connor McDavid. Hyman's in the crease. I don't know if he necessarily made the most amount of contact immediately waved off, barely even reviewed or anything like that. Oilers decide not to challenge. We made a point before the show there. Pat said, the Oilers, when was the last time they even used their timeout? You know, what are you going to do there? What did you think of the play and the decision to not challenge? I was, I was, I thought Nobby was going to challenge. I just feel like, you know what? I'm going to throw it out there because only Oilers fans will appreciate it. I feel like if Jeremy Cooper was still here, he would have challenged that play. I feel like he would have. And I think that it was worth the risk too. I, I don't think there was much contact there. I think that Morazic was not really impeded in any real way. And even if it didn't go the Oilers way, their PK is rock solid right now. I think that was a gamble worth taking at that stage of the game. And I wish Nobby would have taken it to be honest. Yeah, I'm surprised. Let me know in the YouTube chat what you guys thought. I see a couple people in here. Woodcroft would have challenged. Video coach must have seen something. My first thought was exactly what you just said, Bag Milk. I miss Jeremy Copel or whoever I pronounce his name. He's He would have been dialed in on that one. Or at least if he didn't challenge, I would have the confidence that I'd be like, okay, well, Jeremy knows. That one was a little tough, but 
that's how you know Zach is back because they're starting to get this. He's scoring too many. They got to start taking him away from the guy. He worked hard. And we continue furthermore with said game. Oh, wait. Shit, I missed uh, I missed the beautiful Connor McDavid goal, guys. I'm all over the place trying to get into here. The 2-1 goal for the Edmonton Oilers. Sorry, Hyman goal was disallowed after this. I'll never get sick of watching Connor McDavid make these incredible moves at top flight speed. Yeah. When he does it, you see him there, goes to his forehand, makes Peter Mrazek look a little bit silly. Great pass from Hell Matthias that. Ekholm. I believe Gene said it was like 82 feet or something when he was interviewing him. Ekholm didn't care what Gene had to say during that interview because you could tell he was frustrated by the effort. That is just, that's what you get when you've got 97 on the ice. He's always open, hanging out by the blue line there. Classic Connor BM. Yeah, classic Connor. It's one of those things where I was thinking about it from Mrazek's perspective, where you see Connor flying in by himself at a million miles an hour. What do you really do? He's trying to back up. He can't do a whole lot. Connor's his hands are lightning fast, but like you said, hell of a pass by Ekholm to 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 set him up. Uh, to set him up and put him behind the defense. So when Connor's in all alone, unless there's an empty net, he is definitely putting that puck in. <laughs> And let's not even get into the empty nets for the Nets pass game right here. We'll get into the Connor Brown thing, BM. I'm pretty sure you bet a Connor Brown goal as well. I was very <laughs> I confident tonight. I, did. I don't even know if he had a shot on net. I don't want to look. It was so frustrating. But there you <laughs> see with Connor McDavid. I also want to give like the shout out. You saw a great pass, outlet pass on the dry sidle goal from Darnell up to McLeod. You see another one from Eckholm right there. I mentioned it on pregaming. McLeod said the activation of the Oilers' decor lately crazy they're playing like forwards and just always getting up in the rush or making a great play like that Matthias Ekholm 10 bell pass I appreciate that one so then following that was the first Hyman goal that was disallowed I got a little mixed up there my apologies and then Zach Hyman gets another one called off yet again because it was was it offside bag milk straight up was that offsides because I don't know what is uh, that's the thing is what is offside now? You know, like you, everybody, every Oilers fan, when that goal got disallowed, you flash back to the playoffs and you saw it on Twitter. You see Kale McCarr clearly offside from the playoffs a couple of years ago. And they go, Oh, well that he did that on purpose. He just a little bibble on a bobble. And he, you know, the skilled player, he can do that, you know, and that's not offside because of this and then that. And Leon Drysaddle does more or less the exact same thing. And this one is different. So it's another situation where the oil with the NHL's rule bick book does not really apply to anything. They're just out here guessing. It's more of a guideline. We're all coloring outside the lines when it comes to the NHL rule book. And this was just another case. It's annoying. It was annoying. And Luke Richardson, by the way, not very once an oiler, always an oiler of you by challenging that play. I should add, but that should have counted for sure. It should have counted. There was nothing I saw unless Toronto has some different angle that we just don't get to see that showed that the goal should have been waved off. It was called a goal on the ice. There was nothing it was called a goal on the ice. It looked like a goal to me. I don't know, man. I don't know anymore. I understand that refing is, you know, the hardest job in sports, whatever you nice. We got a good look right here. And then you kind of lose it at the end right there. It was called a goal. Louis seemed very passionate that that was going to be called a goal. He seemed a little pissed when it wasn't. I love it when Louis gets a little bit fired up. But this review took so long that it went on for way too long that you're like, oh, they're absolutely going to call this one off. Yeah. And even before, I, I just think like before they even got to the the long review, I felt like the Blackhawks had way too long to make the call, the challenge call in the first place. 
Why did they get so much time to make a decision there? I feel like just line up, drop the pocket away we go. But yeah, it was a long review. Listen, it still annoys me that Matt Duchesne was 25 feet offside like 10 years ago. And now we have to sit through this garbage over and over again. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. You gotta, I don't know. I'll, I'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that because I'm sure we're going to beat this one to death. And tomorrow, Oilers Nation every day. We'll look at it from every angle. I saw Liam tweeting out the Kale McCarr photo. So I'm sure he's pretty fired up right now. So that was the second time Zach had a goal disallowed right there. And then <laughs> I guess that's not necessarily disallowed, but when the empty net was out at the end of the game and Zach Hyman missed the net by like that much. Sometimes it's your night. It's been his night for most of the season. I guess tonight it just wasn't meant to be. Let's finally unpack it. Everybody here keeps asking, how far is Connor Brown on the map now? I don't know. I haven't done the math. I'm sure he is more slightly past Vagerville. I bet on him. I felt so confident. So this was before the game. He was at 113 kilometers. I don't know. We'll have to check the math here and see where he's at. I'll let you guys know tomorrow. This is, might be the last time I bet on Connor Brown to score a goal. Big bag milk. I felt so confident because it felt like the perfect storm. It was upgraded to the third line. It's playing one of the worst teams in the league. The last game, they were feeding them the puck left, right, and center. And finally, I thought if I pulled out the map, might be able to manifest something. I don't know if it's ever going to happen. I'm broken. I'm going to stop betting on it because it might be a lost cause at this point. I felt, I felt so I'm going to go ahead and be honest now. I'm going to confess to the After Dark listeners that what I've done. So two games in a row now, I've believed that something was going to go good for Connor Brown and Cody CC. I should add last game. I love a revenge game. Both of them played for the senators. I felt like something magic was going to happen. It did not happen. So I felt, you know what? Okay. I can accept it. Chicago has their HL roster playing tonight. If these guys specifically Cody, uh, specifically Connor Brown, cause I bet on him. If he cannot score against this Blackhawks team, I don't know what to do anymore. By the way, Aaron, you bet on him too to score. Oh, yeah. I was so confident. That? I was ranting and raving on pre-gaming as Tyler said, I'm so done hearing people predict a Connor Brown goal. I was like, well, I got a whole map bit ready to go. I saw somebody in here just ask Travis, can somebody explain the map to me? We've been tracking how many kilometers Connor Brown has skated so far this season without scoring a goal and then seeing how far he could get across Canada. Right now, he just passed Beggarville. There you go, Travis. He's doing the Terry Fox run, but on ice. Yeah, exactly. Right there. And the last time we did this, we did it for Ryan McLeod. I don't want to do this, but the last time we did it for McLeod, he scored immediately the next game. So I felt like, I don't know, I felt like I had my hands on everything. Turns out I don't actually affect anything. Who would have, who would have thought that? But uh, at least we tried. We went down swinging bag milk. And Listen, I could ask the chat here. I'm looking at YouTube. I want to know. So hit us up on the YouTube chat. Who scores first? Connor Brown or Cody Cece? <laughs> Cody Cece hasn't scored since October of 2022. Connor Brown also didn't score a goal in the calendar year of 2023. Obviously, he was injured. But I want to hear it in the Booster Juice chat. I want to know. Brown or Cece? I've seen it. We've already got a split decision in the chat. <laughs> 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 uh, that's good oh i know this travis smith he actually lives in vegreville that's funny hey i just seen him go by yeah he's on his way just let him, just let him keep going he'll find his way eventually and when it happens it will be beautiful it will be a beautiful sight but whatever we'll let it go nice pat just made a youtube poll so we'll get a straight up answer here with who's gonna do what let's move along 
to the good, the bad, and the oily. Brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. We know Alberta Blue Cross. We love them. We love them. They're actually sponsoring the Nation Vacation Bag Milk, which is coming up right away. But there's only one thing better than sharing memories on a Nation Vacation, and that's making new ones. Alberta Blue Cross Travel Insurance protects your memories and more wherever travel takes you. Visit ab.bluecross.ca slash travel for more information. Okay, let's start with the good. And honestly, this is probably the only good that happened tonight. We had picked this one, I believe, in the middle of the second period. We were just going back and forth. Didn't have to change a thing. Without Stuart Skinner tonight, we might have been down three or four goals 12 minutes into that game. It felt like they had some very in-close, uncontested chances. Stu does what Stu does and he makes 25 saves on 26 shots. Pat and I were trying to do math, but once again, we're not very good at math to hmm. see if Stu came into the game with an 898 save percentage. I don't know math. Can somebody in the chat do the math and tell me if he's now sitting at a 900? But Stuart Skinner, absolutely fantastic tonight, Bag Milk. Yeah, 962, he had 25 saves. And it's funny that you brought up the early ones, Aaron, because so, so right. I uh, actually finished with a 901, according to the... He's at a 901 now, according to the NHL site. Um, Let's go! The fact that Chicago only had five shots in the first period, but how many of them felt like grade A chances? Like 10 bell shots from the slot or whatever, and Stu stood tall. The only goal that he allowed was a nice play. And again, I'm still thinking of Daryl sliding into the corner. I'm not thinking about what Stu did or did not do. So I thought he was fantastic. That makes it five uh, five games in a row, four games in a row, five games in a row, sorry, uh, with a save percentage above 929. So Stu's back. Stu's looking really good. And he's given the Oilers a chance to win. This was a game where everybody should go into the dressing room, go up to Stuart Skinner, bow to him, lay some kind of offering at his pads, and maybe a coupon for an edible arrangement. Because without Stuart Skinner, the Oilers do not win that hockey game. I'll pitch for the edible arrangement. I love this from Rusty. This is why I love the Booster Juice YouTube chat. Stu needed to save 24 of 25. He made 25 of 26. boy, Stu. Very proud of you. I said it on pregaming. The climb back to a 900 safe percentage for Stuart Skinner feels Mount Everest-esque with how far he's had to climb. But we made it, people. We're up at 900. Now let's stay there. Let's see what we can do for the rest of this month. Moving along to the bad. Can I give one more good, Aaron? Do you mind? Give me one more good, of course. How about the, to bomb everyone out? So yeah. How about the PK, buddy? Three for hey. three. The others have killed off 13 in a row. All of a sudden, the PK has turned into a position of strength for the Edmonton Oilers. And for years, it was kind of like they were they were basically a charity. And anybody who got a power play got a goal. They were basically Oprah, to give a little Chicago reference, giving away free goals to everybody. But right now, boys are dialed in on the PK. Three for three on the night. Big part of the story, ultimately, that Chicago couldn't get anything done on their three power plays. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, absolutely. That could be the ball game right there, whether it was Stuart Skinner making saves. It is crazy that the PK now all of a sudden is, dare I say, one of the better in the NHL. Special teams has suddenly become a thing for us. Face-off dubs have now become a thing for us. Pinch me, pinch me, everybody. Eight in a row. Feels good to feel good once again. Just remember that two, nine, and one record. But I'm going to bump back out. Let's go to the bad here. There was a plethora, <laughs> like I said. We went with shots, sloppy play. Let me know in the Booster Juice YouTube chat what else you would have picked. I laughed at this from Amanda. She said, prediction, Stu gets the plunger and the painter. I think mm. that's fair because I don't think anybody yeah. else could really get that one. I mean, Zach tried hard, but we mentioned it. Just 15 shots on the night, four in the second, third, three in the third period. That's just unheard of. I can't wrap my mind around that. From the very beginning, I said the early Stuart Skinner saves. There's just lots of sloppy turnovers. You could tell it wasn't the Oilers' night. And as I said to start the show, a hungry dog runs faster, and the Blackhawks looked hungry as hell tonight. They did. It's it's honestly shocking. Well, and there's another part too about, yes, Hungry Dog, completely love that analogy, but there's also the fact that nobody expects anything of that Chicago team. They were playing really loose tonight too. You know, they had, they were just kind of like they had a bounce in their step and it's if they fuck something up, then who cares? Everybody expects them to screw up and they kind of were playing very, very light. And I think that helped them a lot. Yeah, I'm just looking inside the Booster Juice chat right now. Sloppy play and passes. <laughs> Kennedy's trash. The bad was reliving the trauma of the Makar offside review. I second that. I saw that photo yeah, way too great. many times. I said the bad, the Oilers downplaying once again, playing down to a team's level. But as I said, hey, 82 games, you're not going to bring your best every night. That was a borderline AHL team, so I have a hard time swallowing that pill, but you got the W, so they said we're just going to keep flipping the page. Move on to Thursday. I hope they're already on that plane on their way to Detroit right now. Let's move along to the Oily. This one's obvious as all hell. They said Zach is back because he had two disallowed goals, if we all remember last season. Magnook, how many did he have disallowed last year? I know he finished with 36. I feel like it was close to 10 he had disallowed. Six, seven, eight. So if, if you told me anywhere from six to 12, I would go, yep, that sounds right. You know, yeah, exactly. Let me know. Once again, I love the booster juice YouTube chat because I'm sure someone will be able to give me the answer immediately. I had to giggle at the end. <laughs> That's Zach Hyman. I'm looking at right there. The oily. So I greased myself up for you a little bit, Aaron. I just, I wanted to, I wanted to get in the spirit of the segment. 
Hey, if we were in person, you know I would have greased you myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, what can you say about Zach? It was tough all around, but like he kept battling, and that's so classic Zach Hyman. You can't keep a good guy down. Would have been nice if he got the empty netter, but uh, this is how you know Zach Hyman's feeling it, I guess. <laughs> it's it's it felt um, it was a nice little throwback Tuesday, I guess. Watching Zach Hyman disallowed goals uh, come through multiple in a night. I, I wish I could remember who tweeted it, but you know, we've got the Gordy Howe hat trick when you get a goal and assist in a fight. Well, maybe the Zach Hyman hat trick is getting three disallowed goals in the same game, you know? Yeah. yeah I'm just loving all the that. As we see there, we got Waz inside the chat right now. We got Kennedy in the chat. I like Christopher Palmer. Maybe he's a little late. Aaron, we don't need to review. That's offsides, too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We don't need to. Yep. We don't need to unpack that one. Anything <laughs> else that could have went to you for Oily? I don't know. I didn't have much. It was. It starts and ends with Zach Hyman getting goals disallowed. Yeah. Anything else, good, bad, or Oily before we move along? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I do. Why can the Oilers not score on empty nets? Why? <laughs> it, it just, it's, it's a thing right now where... It's frustrating. It, it, it's you have an empty net and maybe they have a clean look at it and they miss by two feet. Or you saw the Zach Hyman one where he just missed by somebody diving kind of interfered with the skate a little bit, I suppose, but Nuge ripped one down going dead center. They block it. It's just something with the Oilers and empty nets right now is really oily and greasy. And I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't know what's happening, but like if we can't even get Connor McDavid to score on an empty net, how, what, what hope do I have to win a bet on Connor Brown? None. Yeah. <laughs> I have none. You know, just when you look back on hindsight, you're like, I'm like, Tyler told me don't bet on Connor Brown to score a goal. Of course I did. Sometimes <laughs> you got to learn the hard way. So we move along. We live, we learn. Let's move along here to our hot and cold performers of the night brought to you by our friends at DoorDash. DoorDash has an amazing selection of local gems and the staples you need in a hurry, too. You can try something new or get your favorite comfort dish delivered right to your door. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code, all capitals, NATION25. I love it when you guys throw in who you think was a hot performer or a cold performer. Sometimes I don't need help tonight. Need a little help to stay positive. You could go Stuart Skinner, but he was the good. So it's a little thin out there. I think, I think I'm going to go with Ryan McLeod. I thought he was noticeable multiple times. It's just the speed. Him as a winger, I just love him so much more. That's so much more his style of game, flying up and down the wings. He had that great pass to Leon Dreisaitl for the Oilers to get their first one in the game. Besides Stuart Skinner, because I already picked him for the good. I'm rolling with Ryan McLeod for my hot performer. Bag milk. What do you got? Uh, you know what? Uh, going off board here, Calvin Pickard, you opened the door like a champ today. I thought you rocked the hat on the bench very, very well. Uh, I think that sometimes you need a good backup goalie there, setting the tone on the bench and looking good with the hat. So everybody else kind of sucked. So Calvin Pickard, I'm going to go with you for the way you opened the door and sat there and probably had a snack of some kind, maybe some chewing gum. Ultimately, I think you look good out there, pal. So Calvin Pickard, you get my vote. Hot performer of the night. Very important door opener, man. Thank you. They can't get on the ice if he doesn't open up the door. It's just a get up. fact right there. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah, nice. I like that with Calvin Pickard. Glue guy. You got to be a glue guy. To be a backup goalie, I feel like you have the vibes guy. So I'm just going to assume that he is a vibes guy. 
Goalies also can be a little bit on the iffy side. So who knows? That can make him fun. I see people in here. Ekholm is hot for because of his past with McDavid. Um, what does that say? It's so hard to find a good doorman. That's just weird. Team guy Pickard. <laughs> a hot performer is Nurse's Beautiful Dive. Yeah, lots of in here. Somebody, Rusty, said Vinny DeHarnay, hot performer. I, yeah, I guess you can go with that on nights when you don't notice Vinny DeHarnay. Yeah, Aiden Murphy, uh, I like this. Skinner deserves both, the good and the hot. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really on a night like tonight. Without him, we'd be, it'd be a much different vibe on the show tonight. It'd be much more like the beginning of the season. Bag Milk, I'll let you go first. Who do you got for a cold performer this evening? Duh. I, yeah. Everyone? <laughs> a through Z. I just like I'm frustrated by the game overall. So to single anybody out and just kind of be like, listen, you are the worst of all of them. Like you were the shittiest of the shitheads. I don't know. All of them were bad. So how do I pick a cold performer? I guess the cold performer, Connor Bedard's jaw being broken. So we didn't get a Connor versus Connor game. That's the only thing I can come up with because there was a lot of bad players who were cold performers of the night. There was just a lot of them. I don't even know who to pick besides Connor Bedard's broken jaw. That's all I can think of. You're right. That was the missing ingredient to tonight. It's just, it didn't have that same spice that you were looking for. Like the last time we played them, it was hype all day. You knew what you're going to get. Bedard scored immediately. Just felt a little flat out there tonight. Also, Calvin Pickard is in the chat. He appreciates the love. He says he tries his best Look, guys. There's all kinds of takes in here. Kulak cold, Kane cold, Knob had a cold night. Yeah. Nobby Species, like challenge team. <laughs> There's you could pick it's a who's who of cold performers this evening, Bagmo. Yeah, I think of there was a there was a shorthanded situation where Matthias uh Yanmark and Connor Brown were going in on a two on one. I'm like, all right, here we go. Here's my goal. Here's my Connor Brown goal, my shorthanded one that I called on ONR today. And Yanmark kind of ripped it into the net. He went yeah. for a field goal. I don't know what happened there, but can we please also, you know what, Nobby for not challenging the goal? but also Nobby for not putting Sam Gagne back in the roster or in the lineup. Give me Sam Gagne. I'll add to that that point total against the Blackhawks. I can get down with that as well. Just right. It was tough. Kevin here said Nuge. Oh, which wrong one. Nuge had a rough one. Bag milk. Your resident Nuge aficionado with the nation. I'll let you take this one. Yeah, he did. I mean, Nuge had a rough one, but again, my, my previous point remains who didn't. Who do you look at in the forward group or or the defensive group for the most part? Be like, you know what? That was the best game I've ever seen you play. The only person you can say that about was the hot performer and the good point earlier in the show, Stuart Skinner. Outside of that, everybody had a off night. This is one of those ones. We'll just recycle the same line again. You just, you take the two points, you take the money, you run, you get on the plane and you get to Detroit. That's what you do with this game. You flush it and you forget it ever happened. Yep, we're going to do the exact same. So that does it for the hot and cold performers brought to you by DoorDash. Um, What else we got here? Breakdown. I honestly thought this game was too close for comfort. Just again, like the Ottawa game was also a little too close for comfort for me. Who knows? But hey, as you keep mentioning, we're not going to keep nitpicking. We got a W. Um, One thing that I did notice before we look ahead to Thursday's game against the Detroit Red Wings was something that happened during the intermission. It was Bob Stoffer, and he was mentioning that he thinks the Oilers still need another top six forward. 
Mm. You mentioned Ottawa, Philadelphia as two teams. Travis Konechny's name came up once again. We're getting back to the rumor mill season right now, but I noticed that little nugget today. Do you think, I asked Tyler this earlier, because the second line of McLeod, Dreisaitl, Fogel, playing great. Honestly, been playing out of their league, if you could say that. Right now, they're kind of outperforming what any expectations would be. Can you keep riding with those guys? Do you think, in your opinion, that they still need to get a top six forward? Listen, if Stoffer's teasing that, I, I'm following him down the rabbit hole. I'd love to see it. And you mentioned Travis T- Konechny. Like, I would love another 20-goal score just thrown into the mix. The problem, of course, is $5.5 million until the end of 24-25. How do you make it work? It's going to be a tricky one. But yeah, if you could find a way to get another top six forward, I'm all in on that. Because the options, as far as I see it, is really that's what you do. Or you leave McLeod up there and hope that second line can stay buzzing and go and get a three C to fill in that void. Because I, I just don't know that what we currently have in the bottom six is it. So those are kind of the options. The three C is probably going to be easier to acquire. But man, if there's any chance of going to get a Travis Konechny, I'm all over it. I love it. Give them to me. Yeah, I'm all for it. I saw someone here said trade season. We're also here, and it's going to take two firsts to get rid of Jack Campbell during the season. Who knows? Maybe we're going to be kissing that pipe dream goodbye as well. Lots of trades. Lots of we're getting down to the nitty gritty here. I think we're we're getting to the halfway point in the season. I think that might have been the Blackhawks' 40th or 41st game. So we're moving on down the line in the schedule. I also saw somebody said uh, cold was that the Oilers basically play two games every week this month. That's just not factual. They play three games every single week, Tuesday, (laughs) Thursday, Saturday, nice and consistent. And we're starting it off hot. That's three green check marks right there. And that leads me into the Detroit Red Wings on Thursday night, Mm -hmm. 5 p.m. start here, Mountain Standard Time. We're going to also be doing our watch along on the Oilers Nation YouTube. They're always so much fun. You can get in their chat. We're going to be giving away prizes, Nation Gear gift cards. Always a good time. And you're just going to hang out. Feels like we're watching the game as a family. Bag Milk, my first question for you. What goalie are you starting against the Detroit Red Wings on Thursday? Who they got on Saturday again? Refresh my memory. I don't remember who comes next. Well, Montreal. Um, it's, it's on the screen. <laughs> you know what? I think I just go back to Stu. He played really, really well. I know you got to get... Calvin Pickard in there eventually. So, well, actually, let me think here. So we got Detroit on Thursday. We got Montreal Saturday and then Toronto next week. You know what? I just, I'd roll Stu a little bit right now. The, the, the games are spread out. They don't have anything back to back. I just don't see the reason why you wouldn't, but if you are going to play Calvin Pickard at one point here, I'd probably give him the Montreal game. I, I think that I want Stu and net against Detroit. They're just a better club. Right now, they're 10, 7, and 3 currently as we're recording at home. Win three in a row. Winners of three in a row. Um, they score quite a bit. 144 goals, four on the season for Detroit. So I think I'm going Stu, and I would put Pickard in against Montreal. I agree. I'm riding with Stu. I know Liam today said the Calvin Pickard revenge game factors out there. I don't know oh, if I'm chasing that storyline. But I would go Stuart Skinner Thursday. You give him Saturday off so that he's rested, ready to go against the Toronto Maple Leafs on Monday. Because you don't want to do the look-ahead game like what we literally did today. We still got the W. But when you look at that schedule right there for the month, Toronto is the one you've got super circled. Seattle's also been playing hot as well. So right there, it's kind of the meat and potatoes of this month. I want Stu to get a Saturday off leading into that. Go hard on Tuesday, Thursday. 
I also see Pat, shout out Pat, made a YouTube chat. Who should we start for Thursday against the Red Wings? Stuart Skinner with 83% of the vote at the moment right now. Bag milk, as I look, I'm going to ask you for Thursday, you got a score prediction and an anytime goal scorer that you like. Please don't say Connor Brown. Well, Connor Brown's finally going to get one here. And I just like, listen, if I had to bet on it, it would probably be Connor Brown. Listen, by the way, we both bet on Connor Brown today. Why are the odds so bad? They should be plus 2,500 at this point, and they're just not. Anyway, 4-2 win coming against Detroit on Thursday. It's going to be a big win for the Oilers. Anytime goal scorer, I'm going to go. I see Kennedy in the chat. I'm going to go Leon Dreisaitl again. He's got seven goals in his last 10 games. We're going to make it at least eight goals in 11. Leon Dreisaitl, anytime goal scorer. Yep, I like that one. I think it's going to be another low-scoring one. You're kind of on the road here. I'm also... I'm going to go 4-1. I'm going to go 4-1. Is that what you picked? 4-2. Uh, 4-2. Four two. Four two. Okay, then I'm going 4-1. And I'm going with Ryan McLeod for my anytime goal scorer. I just think he's been buzzing lately, and his wheels are always turning, and he's always moving. He's been getting into some dirty areas more as well, making plays. I like Ryan McLeod to score next. Stuart Skinner, 72% of said vote. Bag Milk, I want to say thank you very much for a putting up with that entire game and then having to unpack this one for 40 something minutes. It's a dirty job. Someone's got to do it. They never said it'd be easy. So I appreciate you. Thank you very much. BM. Uh, thank you for letting me have my nipples out. <laughs> Oil that bad boy up. Oh, actually before we go, I do have to ask, it would be weird if I didn't I'm picking up the phone. Bring, bring, bring. Is my buddy, the Dark Lord Lucifer, on the other end? Listen, it's about fucking time you asked me to come into the chat, Aaron. I've been sitting here the whole time just waiting in the background, hoping somebody's going to ask for old Satan to pop in. Listen. Um, Satan, my question to you is when you saw Gene Principe pull out that voodoo doll today and he started stabbing in faces, he didn't stab in the groin for Andreas Athanasiu, but were you in Gene's ear at all during that time? All I was saying is like, Gene, stick them in the balls, stick them in the balls. It's Andreas Athanasio. Oilers fans want nothing more than to see you stick them in the balls. But he's a nice boy, that Gene Principe. He never listens to me when I'm whispering sweet nothings in his ear. But listen, the fact of the matter is that Andreas Athanasio deserved to get stick in the balls. Like I didn't do anything for us, and it still makes Satan very upset. Very, very upset. Um, just to continue, final question for very upset. I know lots of Oiler fans. We don't know what offsides is. I don't know who that I need you to go out there and curse or get on the shoulder of to start talking during those reviews. That's my next mission for you, Dark Lord Lucifer. <laughs> I don't know what happened here. Darren was free. Is Satan still alive or are we not even broadcasting anymore? Something happened. Something happened and Satan is confused. I got asked a question about offside. I don't even need to know what to handle it. But listen, Aaron, what you don't even know is that Satan's been in the NHL's ear this whole time. I said, ooh, you have a little rule book there, hey? Nice all the rules you have in there. Would be a shame if no one ever listened to them. <laughs> Couldn't, couldn't have said it better myself, Satan. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you to you. Thank you to producer Pat. Thank you to everybody in the Booster Juice YouTube chat. 
Thank you to Alberta Blue Cross, Greta, DoorDash, Booster Juice, and of course, Tourism Jasper. We'll be live on the Oilers Nation YouTube channel again tomorrow, 12.01 Mountain Standard Time for Oilers Nation every day, where I guess we'll have to keep talking about this one, but we'll move along. We might even have a special guest. I appreciate all of you. Over and out. Have a good one. Enjoy the win and order your eight-game heater t-shirts because I ordered mine. And Booster Juice, it's delicious. Satan loves a strawberry sunshine. He gives me a little num-nums in my tum-tums after a game like that. Ooh, it's so exciting. Yeah, my DoorDash at Booster Juice actually right now. It's a great idea. Over and out, everybody. I appreciate every one of you. Talk tomorrow. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.